Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, girl, hey. Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, of the live daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. So here's the deal. On my radio show, we're like married up in there, okay? Yeah, like till death do us part or until you want a divorce. Totally up to you. But this podcast is where we date. Yes, you date me. You like... You get to know me, you try me on, you feel me out, and this is where I get to woo celebs, tastemakers, and influencers into falling in love with me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional social climber. And yeah, I wear that title like a badge of honor. But for real, my favorite part of being in the radio industry for 12 plus years is getting to meet interesting, inspiring, and exceptional people and getting them to talk about the pettiest things in the world. So if you love real talk with a touch of cattiness and a ton of laughers, then you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey girl, hey. Welcome to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I am Taylor Strecker, your hostess with the mostest. And right now, I feel like I'm always like, I have on like tastemakers and influencers and celebrities. Um, but I feel, I'm like, boy, you got a million Instagram followers. You're a real <laughs> celebrity right now, you guys. I have Max. Eric on. Hey, boy, hey. Hey, what's up? Um, So you are like a singer, songwriter, actor, stud muffin. That's on your resume, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about the stud muffin part, but everything else, yeah. (laughs) Um, This is the first time I've had a singer, songer, actor on the show. I normally have on, like I said, tastemakers, um, podcasters. Hmm. I'm also, I mean, I love a reality TV show. I don't know about you. Is that, are you you down with that? I don't really watch TV. You don't? Yeah, you're one of those, Max. Yeah. You're gonna break my heart early on in this interview. <laughs> you don't really watch TV. Is that's that's probably why you're you're so successful. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of good shows. There's just a lot of content out, and it, there's just too many options at this point in time. I have to say I agree with you. Although I'm here for all the TV. I mean, literally, like I'm my job is to watch mm. television, which I love. What's and your so show? I work on the weekends a lot. I just binge watch TV. I don't leave. Like um, I literally will take. Th- 35 steps in uh, on a Saturday. It's disgusting. I'm sedentary. Um, my favorite show. Do you like scripted or unscripted? Oh, honey, I Both. love it all. Love it, I love yeah. it all. Entertainment. It, yeah. Yes, I love entertainment. Yeah. But wait, so have you always been an on-TV watcher or is this like a new thing? Because you're quite busy. It's kind of always been a thing. I mean, they're obviously, I'm more of like a, I love films. Uh-huh. Um, but there's some really great television. Um, like I grew up watching Weeds, so it's kind of interesting Dude. that I'm working with Genji Cohen on a new series, which is a blast from the past. That's so crazy. I grew up on that show. So tell yeah. me about, so we have a lot to talk about, a lot that you have coming up on the roster. Um, so tell, tell me about this Genji sh- uh, show. I mean, she's a genius. Beyond, yeah. Weeds so, is like, one, go, yeah. it down, goes down in history as one of my favorite shows, yeah. for sure, for sure. It's incredible, yeah. It's um, actually created by Jamie Dembo uh-huh. and uh, Genji Cohen's the executive producer. It's called American Princess. 
And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's a really, really funny and heartfelt show. Is it going to be very Genji, like like so whack and like crazy and like bizarro? I love that about her shows. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they've released about the storyline, so I don't want to give away too much. But it's I every week that I would get the scripts, I loved reading them. So I'm really excited. And everyone that's on the show is brilliant. Is it like Seriously. a comedy, a dramedy? It's dramedy. Dramedy. Yeah. That's, that's like her like niche. It's her wheelhouse. 100%. American princess. So it's about a princess in America. <laughs> is it about Meghan Markle? It actually takes place on the Upper East Side. Really? So it's, yeah. So it's, a, it's like Jewish American princess. Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> I just died. I just, I, I aspire to be a Jewish American princess. I actually married a Jewish American prince. Amazing. We got a divorce and now I'm a lesbian, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you will really like the show. Oh my God. Wait, I am so here for it. I am so excited. So when does that come out? Um, I don't think there's a specific release date, but I know it's probably like mid-year. Okay, so just like keep our eyes peeled. And do you know where it's going to be released? Can you say? Yeah, so it's going to air first on Lifetime. <gasps> oh my God, like where you aired, which is so good. Yeah. I don't know if you, you should see it. It's like I've heard about it. It's so good. Now it's on Netflix. Um, so, okay, so you obviously act. You've been nominated for four, or, or you've been, yeah, nominated for four Emmys. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. How, you're not old enough to be nominated for four Emmys. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was from uh, the, my work on The Young and the Wrestlers. Unbelievable. Yeah. What was it like to walk in, to work on a soap opera? It was one of the hardest jobs I've ever had because you have to do an episode in one day. You do a, uh, each scene in one take. So you block your scenes in the morning. Wow. And then you do like 30 pages of dialogue sometimes. Jeez. And um, It's like really doing like a it's play. It's like live theater. Yes, yeah. exactly. A lot, I don't think a lot of people have um, the knowledge to know like how much work goes into a soap opera. So it was really great I actually, great until you said this, I had no idea. Yeah. So you do a lot. I mean, you act, you sing, you write songs. Can you say that one of the above is your favorite? Um, right now I'd say music is, is my favorite only because I feel like I've been, been playing characters for like the past 11 years on TV. So this right. is like the first time when I release my music that I'm, I'm showing my voice and really getting my literal voice, but actual like my, my thoughts and my journal entries and just my feelings for as me, not a character that I'm playing. So you're writing all your own music. Yes. That's insane. Cause what I is... play the piano. So I, yeah, I write and I play the piano and uh, I used to think that I was a singer songwriter. I'm absolutely not. I'm a radio show host uh, and a podcaster, but I definitely, um, the thing that really was the make or break for me with the singing songwriting was the songwriting part. Like, I don't think people understand how hard that process is. So when did you realize you were actually good at it? And like, what is the experience like, like writing a song? I don't know if I'm good at it. <laughs> I just do it. And Spoken <laughs> like a truly successful person. It's called imposter syndrome. And really successful people all have it. It's like, I don't, people listen to me. Why? Yeah, it's interesting. And it, there's even some songs I've written when I was like 18, 19 that I've now brought back into my world and that these people I'm working with producers are listening to and they, mm -hmm. they're loving it. And at the time it was just for me kind of like a hobby and, uh, and and kind of like a private thing. It was like a more of a self-expression, a like something that I did, a really personal thing to me. So the fact that I'm doing it and sharing it with people is is profound for me. Is it scary? Some of it is, yeah, because I talk about some pretty personal things in some of the songs. Like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, relationships, breakups, falling in love, falling out of love. Yep. People doing interesting things. Uh just hmm. having interesting experiences in life. You're setting me up real good for my next question. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Are any of the songs about your ex-girlfriend, Bella Thorne? Um, well, she wasn't my girlfriend. Okay, so tell me about your relationship with Bella Thorne. Um, you know, 
she's a really good friend and she's been a friend of mine i did the pilot episode of shake it up years ago uh-huh so i've known her for a really long time forever yeah i mean we we wrote a song last year and uh i think um you know articles say what they want to say but we yeah she was just a really good friend and she still is what is the most shocking part of being in this industry being a celebrity like you know having high profile friends and relationships and like the way that the media i guess me reports on it i mean is it is it flattering is it annoying does it feel like being in high school um the only part that's weird is how like people you grew up with or people that um they have people treating you differently. It's not really I I don't expect yeah. anything more than I don't know rumors and gossip from the media, but when it comes to like the way people just treat you differently, that's one thing that I don't really love. Yeah, look, can you give me an example? I mean, I kind of I'm like I can I can get the gist of it, but like is there something specific where like you went home and you ran to like your childhood best friend and like now they don't even know how to like relate to you anymore? I've had some great experiences. I have a lot of people that are really excited and happy for me. Of course. Um, but there's also like a lot of people that are also trying to do what I'm doing. And so I've found myself having to like keep my circle really tight because yep. um, I've kind of been like screwed over a few times. People get crazy jellyfish, right? <laughs> yeah. Or they like opportunists, which yep. is all good. I mean, I'm all about like helping people out and of course. whatnot. But when it becomes like shady, that's when I'm just like, just really weird. I know. Yeah. And then also, how does like, social media factor into your, you know, I guess, celebrity, if you will? Because I feel like celebrities now are more exposed than they ever were, but they're yeah. also more in control yes. than they ever were. Yeah, I think it's amazing because, you know, if an article comes out about you, that's not true. You can come out and say that's not true and give like the truth. Yes. <laughs> um, and I also think it's a cool way to interact with fans. It's a cool way to interact with friends. I mean, I think... Social media is an amazing tool to connect with people in general. Yes. Um, I also think it's a double-edged sword because, um, you know, like you're sharing so much of yourself and a lot of times people think that they know you and people mm -hmm. will come up to you and think that like they're like they don't know boundaries. I've had some weird incidents. It, it is, is crazy, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I can only imagine on a, like, you have a million followers. That's mm -hmm. a lot of people that get to see you on a regular basis. You know, they, they feel like they really know you. But like, even like I'll... I'll, I'll meet somebody at a party, follow yeah. them on Instagram, and then like I see them next time I see them, I'm going to be like, loved your bikini on your trip with your fiance. It's like so, <laughs> it it's so weird. weird, but it is so, it's becoming more and more socially acceptable. 100%. So it's like, how do we know? It's it's almost like, what is social media slash real life world etiquette? Well, yeah, because you don't even need to ask someone, what were you up to yesterday or last night? You say, oh, I saw your story or yeah. I saw you with this person. Yeah, I saw you actually, Max, in the studio. Yes. On your Instagram story. Exactly. Isn't so that it, crazy and creepy? It is insane. It's, it's I mean, it, it gives everyone like a license to stalk each other. <laughs> Literally. 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 Yeah. We're all we're all like semi baby stalkers. Yeah. And everyone has like their finstas where they don't want you to know that they're stalking you, but they are. <laughs> oh, oh, do you do you have any of those? I don't have any of those, but I'm not clever enough to pull it off. That's why. Um, I had a finsta with an ex-girlfriend. Uh, Shut up. Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a couple <laughs> fake Instagram account. Yeah, because we didn't have a public. Well, it wasn't really a public relationship. Uh -huh. so we would just we had our own. Yeah, our own account. And <laughs> and you would only the, each other would only follow it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you gotta explain the, the psychological satisfaction in that one for me. Um. Yeah, because it was a it was a private account. Just we had it. And we would just post inside jokes. We would post like very personal photos of of us together. We'd post. Just anything, just with it. So it was a way of communicating with each other and kind of like poking fun at like social media in a sense. Yes. But um, it was all, all out of love and stuff until we <laughs> broke up, but I still have the account. So. Oh, no, that's <laughs> dangerous. She must really trust you. I don't know. 
How are you when I was gonna say, how are you when it comes to exes? So you don't really talk to this ex? <laughs> no. Do you have a lot of exes or a few exes? Are you like a serial monogamous or do you have, you know? I go in like I'm I'm a relationship person. So um if I'm with someone like it's usually like a period of time and you know, when you're with someone so intimately and so personally, especially if you're dating another artist, like it can get really dramatic, I guess. What so. makes it so dramatic? <laughs> well, you feel so intensely. I mean, that's our jobs. You know, that's a, a so true. Job as an art as an artist is to be emotionally available and to be emotionally vulnerable. So that's a really nice way of saying emotional basket case. <laughs> that's what we are. I'm yeah, listen, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm the queen of the club. Yeah. I am like I just like wear my heart on my sleeve. Same, same, same. I'm a super emotional person. So yeah, I don't think I'm really friends with any of my exes me either thank you for but speaking I, the I truth tried. i I've me actually too. tried me I've, too i tried but it doesn't always work out it, well it's like it i hasn't hate worked out. when these especially celebrity couples come out with these like you know uh th these i guess press releases on their divorce let's yeah. say and it's like we are best friends yeah. <laughs> we still have sex every day but we're gonna break our family up because you know we're meant to be friends and i'm like that's such bullshit yeah. i mean well breakup is a breakup for a reason i I, yeah. I admire and and also judge and slightly confused by people who could be friends with their exes i just like because yeah, i curious. feel such a deep level yeah i've i tried you know recently like this year actually i was friends with an ex up until like a few months ago and just, Can I ask a question? Yeah. So you dated, you broke up. Were you immediately friends after? I feel like there's a formula in no. and of itself. You have to take a beat. We took a beat. We yep. didn't talk for a bit. What's and a bit? Like, um, I'd say we'd, we'd check in with each other like every couple weeks. It and when like, we were breaking up, like it was like we'd talk like every other day and then slowly it kind of faded. But was it like, hey, how you doing? It was more like, hope you're well with like an emoji or like. What kind of emoji? <laughs> <laughs> like a prayer sign or like. A, like I don't That's know. a good one. Yeah. Like bless. Bless, bless you. Bless. Yes. Yeah, yes. She's very, very, um, very religious. So, um, yeah. Yep. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. That's what that she's is. She's a sweetheart, but it's, it's just hard. It's, it's hard because it, it honestly just kind of. It just brings up, if you see them also, like it, it brings up all those feelings and. Yep. It's confusing. It is very confusing. AF. It's I not that I, I love all my exes, honestly. I could say that wholeheartedly. Is You're that... a better person than I. I hate all my exes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't like all my exes. I get it. <laughs> it's Stuff happens. Word. Even when, even things that where it's ended really messy, like I wish them all nothing but the best. Right. But and it but it takes takes some time to get to that place. I have an ex from college, so that's like yeah. a long time ago because I'm ancient. And he and I actually were gonna get together and like have a drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just knew I was like in a bad place in my marriage, and I was like, "This is ripe for disaster." Yeah. And I was so proud of myself actually for not. I was just like, you know what, this is a bad idea. I'm not in a really good place. I don't think we should see each other because I felt I felt like I would like fall into his arms. Yeah. And that's bad because you know I was married. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's either contentious. Like I had an ex me like a really nasty voicemail message on my phone <laughs> he was another one Yikes. from college i got around in college i kind of block i you just block your exes and well that's the thing too so what's what's your breakup mo like on social media block like my ex-husband and i we broke we tried to be amicable mm -hmm. but in that amicability he said to me you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna block you or i'm gonna unfollow you <laughs> on social media no, this is a thing like you have to that's like a have big a discussion thing. Yeah, it's, it is a discussion and yeah. i and he said but it, it's not because i hate you it's because i can't see your life right now and i said i so respect that yeah. and i was like i'm gonna unfollow you and then he unfollowed some of our close friends because yeah. he didn't want to see me on their feeds. And then I got a panicked call from my best friend. And she was like, you're, I call him husband. Husband unfollowed me <laughs> and my husband on social media. And I was like, um, we're divorced. <laughs> so if you want to talk about what that with him, you can call yeah, him. Yeah, do that. Wasband, that's a real, you should trademark that. I know, right? That's, I actually I've stole never heard it. that before. I know, I stole it from somebody. But I told her, yeah. I'm going to steal it from you. Yeah. And she said, okay. So That's a really interesting term. I love that. I should trademark yeah, it, right? I've never heard it.
Wasband. Was yeah. Been. He yeah. was my husband. What would be a what like a wife that like an ex-wife? Oh god. I know. A was been is a, is a was wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, when was you're wife. single, was wife comes out, yeah. I'll be like royalties over yes. here. So, <laughs> speaking of breakups and all this stuff, so this is the type of stuff that you use as fodder in your music. But also fall, we're talking about breakups so much, but I I also like obviously it's exciting to fall in love and like I have, a, I have a song that I wrote that's about falling in love and, and, and like in the peak of a relationship. and Isn't that the best time? It's the best. Do you think, so I I had like a bunch of relationships, yeah. right? My whole life. Then I got married and I was just like, what else? Like, that'll be good. Yeah. We got divorced and then I fell in love with my girlfriend, now girlfriend, who was my best friend. And I had never had any, any inclination of dating girls, nothing like that. So blew my mind. Yeah. But that was the first time, like that was when I was like, oh, this is love. Yeah. And I... I, it's crazy how I almost live my whole life without feeling that. Mm. So that's something that like, I feel like that's, that's responsibility that singer songwriters have is to kind of share that like deep range of emotion yeah. and happiness that I don't think everybody gets to feel that. Do you? Um, or do you think there's variations of love? I think there's variations of love. I hope that everyone gets to experience that. It's like that madly in love though type it's of feeling. Great. I mean, that's, I, I fall really hard. So I, I don't know how anyone else is, but like when I fall in love, like I fall really hard. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, it's nice to feel like you have like a partner in, in life, mm -hmm. um, especially like in the industry. It's a really interesting industry that I'm in. So I felt like, like the song that I wrote was about someone that was like going through the journey of this industry with, and we had each other's back and we just, we lived together and it was crazy. What do you think about living together having done that? Is it something it's that you would do again? Idea. Horrible idea. It happened way too quick. So I was like 21 or 22, and it kind of happened by accident. <laughs> please explain. Without getting too into it, I had to go. I was filming the Steven Spielberg series Under the Dome uh -huh. in North Carolina, and I had my lease was up on my apartment, so I didn't know what to do. Logistics. With it was yes, logistics. It always. was just a logistics thing, and I think we moved in together a little too fast, but. Um, what is it about day. living together that kind of kills the romance? Is, is it that it expedites the process? Is it that you're like playing marriage and you're not actually yes. married? I think you're playing marriage. You're not actually married. And I also think in your 20s, I think it's a time of self-exploration. And I think that uh, I think too much codependency can really kill a relationship. And when you live with someone, it's that's it, it definitely can fuel codependency. Absolutely. I love my independence, but I love being with people. But I also love being able to go back to my own place and being able to kind of like sit with my thoughts and be at the piano by myself and really get to like understand who I am without someone else. So you'll probably never go back down that road again, living with somebody until you're- I mean, eventually when I, I would like to get married one day. Do you want kids? Yeah. How many? Two. Oh, you know, <laughs> boy and a girl. Sure. Do you know their names? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, okay, settle down. Stop being crazy. <laughs> no, and I would love to. I mean, I obviously like, I'm so focused on what I do right now. So that to me, like for me to be able to dedicate my time to another individual and then to also dedicate my time to kids, to I'd want to be able to really give everything and all because I'm like a pretty all or nothing person. So so what's your five year plan? Because I'm so there with you. So I'm, you know, I've got my career. I'm, I'm still growing it. Mm -hmm. I have like the love of my life. We're good. But like the next steps are like serious things, engagement, marriage, children. Yeah. I'm scared as shit about those things. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a fuck boy. Like I'm like I'm like the guy that I used to talk shit about. You know, I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, I don't know. Well, we'll get engaged like at some point. But it's scary because I I, I kind of feel like I can't do adulting things like relationship wise and like family wise until my career's in the right spot. I'm on the exact same page. Mm -hmm. And so 
Yeah, I don't really know what the five-year plan is. Cause but I don't, like, I don't when even is know what the five-hour plan is. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing in five minutes. Right. I'm like kind of like just going with it. So, winging it. Which, which is incredible. <laughs> so you're kind of like you're spontaneous. You just yeah. kind of like go with your intuition when it 100%. comes to career. So how did you like, how did you even get into this industry? And and then when did you know like, okay, this is like like legitimate? Yeah. So actually, I grew up in a small town in New Jersey. And um, where? Marlboro. I feel like I know where, where, like around where is that? It's in Monmouth County. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, I, I had a really great experience up until high school where I was, I was actually really badly bullied because I was an artist <sighs> and people didn't really understand what that was. Fucking high school. Yeah, high school. The wounds are deep forever. Very deep. They live with you forever. I put Neosporin <laughs> on them every single day. Literally. <laughs> like, like the big ass band-aids. I get it, yeah. Oh God, high school it. destroyed my soul. It can, yeah. So I transferred to um, performing arts high, professional performing arts high school in New York City uh-huh. here. And um yeah, from there, I pretty much I left a headshot and resume and a bunch of doorsteps. I got an agent, then I got a small role in High School Musical 3, and then Ugly Betty, and then I got into NYU and UCLA, and I decided to defer and go out to LA, and then I started working. I got like this Lifetime movie, and I got two pilots for CBS, and I was just like... Damn, so you were just cranking. They were just coming, 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 coming. Yeah, and that, that being said, like I'm, I'm giving you the highlights, but in between, like it's a grind. I mean, there's so much for every job. Like there, There's like so much rejection, but... Like, uh, you know, let's talk a, about that rejection yeah. though because my so i i was like i said I, I sang growing up and i and i thought i acted i mean give me a break hey 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 just a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors which this one is near and dear to me hearts modern fertility knowing when to start a family is completely personal someone some women want kids like now or like yesterday. Others like me want them in like 10 or 15 years. But no matter what your plan, the one simple step that you should consider taking is an at-home hormone fertility test from Modern Fertility. So here's the deal. I took the Modern Fertility test because I know I want a family one day, but I'm not ready right now. Um, but fertility issues are so common and I my situation, I'm in a same-sex relationship, so we can't even get pregnant by mistake, which is a good thing. But also, you know, we know it's going to be that much harder for us. And, well, quite frankly, I want to be in control of my body and understand what's going on with my hormones. I may think I have more time than I actually do, or maybe I have more time than I even thought I had. Uh-huh, you see what I'm saying there? A little bit more freedom! The thing is, Knowledge is power, especially in your life, and that's why I love Modern Fertility. So here's why you need to try Modern Fertility. It's convenient. Get physician-reviewed results shipped to your home in days. Modern Fertility also is cost-efficient at just $159. Modern Fertility gives you access to information that you need to help you plan ahead. These same tests are over $1,000 at a doctor's office. Plus, you gotta go to the doctor's office. And you get peace of mind because Modern Fertility gives you the knowledge and information you need to make the best decisions for your life. And finally, you get quality. All tests are conducted in a CLIA certified lab and Modern Fertility's team of physicians and clinical advisors lead some of the nation's top fertility clinics. So visit modernfertility.com TOT, take their fertility quiz and get $20 off your Modern Fertility test. That's modernfertility.com TOT to take the fertility quiz and get $20 off modernfertility.com slash T-O-T. And now back to the podcast. Um, I'm like, I'm definitely- you want a break? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like embarrassed. I'm talking to yeah. you, no, no. the actor and singer. I'm like, well, I did it too. But it was like my dream to perform and I found, thank God, audio. And that's yeah. like my calling for sure. But I remember my uncle, um, I don't know if you know this, but do you know um, LA Casting? 
It's like a big casting company. Yeah. So he actually created it, but it was originally Bo Bonneau casting when he was in San Francisco. So I had an uncle who was pretty high up and major in the industry. And he w- was the one that talked me out of pursuing acting and singing because he was like, the rejection is so intense. He's like, I don't know if you're built for it. So I want to talk about nice. the rejection though, because yeah. I feel like that's something that we don't see as fans, as yeah. you know, audience members. I mean, like becoming a successful actor, songwriter, singer, all of the above. It's like the amount of rejection. Like, how did you deal with that? So I think it was a lot harder to deal with when I was younger. I'd get really attached to roles that I was up for and like, every give me, circumstance. Like, how far would you go? And then it was and like... Yeah, you, know, you screen test for something and you're told that you're going to get it. And then they like... You don't get it because of like logistics. It could be your hair color, the color of your like your I'll change ethnicity. It. Like it could be things. I'll change that- <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've, I'm I'm grateful. I'm at a place right now in my life where I don't take things so personally when it comes to the industry. I do my job and I just let the rest just fall into place because I've noticed that there are things that I don't get, but then it's because there's something bigger, better on the other side, or just yep. uh, just a different avenue. You kind of just go with it. And I also have a life outside of the industry i don't define myself by what i do that is so smart and that's the only way to survive for me is that no i think honestly for anyone and yeah. everyone in the industry how did you disassociate your identity from your career because i actually so i worked at sirius xm radio yeah. for like i started my career there i worked there for over 12 years i got fired out of nowhere and i i think i was i, I put on a really tough face a brave face but i was it was my identity. It yeah. was. And I would have acknowledged that at any point in my career. And I was not prepared to go through that depression of losing yeah. it. And like now I got my feet back and I'm like in a really great place. But it's when you're so wrapped up in something as like, this is me. My job is me. Yeah. And there could be people who are like lawyers or doctors who feel the same way listening yeah. to this. So how do you separate? Well, even when you grow up, like I was 16 when I entered, the, 15 when I entered the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So it was harder than to, it was everything. And to me, because I had been through so much in high school, I felt like I had so much to prove. You know what I meant? To prove you know to mean? who? To prove to those people back at home who, yeah. you know, left those like wounds? Bullies, wounds, yeah, all of it. So, you know. I feel you. So I felt that. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, I was like 19, 20 that I had like steadily been working for a while. had, um, you know, had my sh- fair share of ups and downs. And uh, I really honestly got into like yoga, meditation and other things that are really just like grounding and really got me into like they really a much work. more centered place. They really work. For me, I mean, I love kundalini yoga meditation. It's uh-huh. a very specific kind of uh, yoga meditation that um, it's not so like, uh, it's not the soul cycle of of yoga. It's like actually like the real <laughs> deal. Like people will go on like these, like I've been on like a bunch of yoga retreats, like I'm that person. And it's such uh-huh. an LA stereotype, but like I don't, but I also think people could get lost in defining themselves as that too. Totally. So there's like so many, it's so like ego finds itself to disguises in so many ways. So mm-hmm. I think just like, you know, doing inner work I, I think in I think in your 20s I, I think in my 20s is and I'm in my 20s that I've I've just found more of a sense of self and um you know your life was is it your a work. conscious thing you did or was it kind of it's just like like wisdom and life experience um life experience mm-hmm. um I think uh, I got out of like a, a a relationship I think so many things happen when you get out of a relationship you, mm-hmm. you kind of you, you, find, your, you find yourself I was literally yeah. gonna say to you no I'm so with you I was gonna say to you I actually think I grew the most when I was going through my divorce yeah. and then going and then actually having the balls yeah. or the labias in my case yeah. to actually like do it and pull the trigger and be yeah. like no we're I'm really doing this like I'm like my happiness is the most important thing in the world and even though it's gonna be so difficult to get out of it's worth it to me I just I owe this to myself you in the long run. yourself and it really like 
breakups, divorce, it, it can be seen as a failure. Yeah. But I actually think it's a win. Getting yeah. out of something that's not right for you 100%. is good and it's hard. Yeah. That's why so many people ghost. Yeah. But you can't ghost a marriage because there's paperwork and shit. <laughs> Would you say that in your experience, you're more the breaker upper or the breaker up e? Um, I think it usually comes to a mutual place, but I would say I'm more of the breaker up. I know me too. <laughs> I've actually never been like a fish, a fish dumped. Yeah. And I'm scared that like Same. my time is coming <laughs> and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I'm with the love of my life. This one's going to hurt real bad. When, you, when you see, like, I, I don't know. I'm all about like picking up on like vibes and stuff. Which uh -huh. is, I sound so LA, but, uh, <laughs> I love that you keep saying I sound so LA. So I, as soon as I hear myself talking, I'm like, oh, okay. well, I love it because so you've been in LA, what, for 10 years <laughs> Yeah. and you're now you're back in New York city. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> You're like, if I didn't get out of that fucking place. Yeah, no, I had to get out. I would have become LA permanently. Yeah, no, I'm so happy. <laughs> and I, I'll be back and forth, but like, oh God, it's in, you know, people, when I was moving there, everyone's like, the people and everyone, everyone that's there complains about the people. But I'm like, why the fuck are you still there? You, I think it's the real party. estate. Everyone's, <laughs> it might like, be. It's right? beautiful. I mean, the oh. scenery is beautiful. At least in New York, I think people are very upfront. Mm -hmm. um, I always like have this analogy that, if you're with someone that kind of like doesn't like you or is like jealous or whatnot in New York, like they'll like be straight up, like they'll like punch you in the face. Like in LA, like they'll slowly poison your drink over a matter of like 10 years. Just totally. slowly poison you, like it will feed you with all of these things that, to make you doubt yourself, hate yourself. And uh, yeah, but in New York, it's like super upfront. Yeah, people don't really have filters yeah. in New York City, which is no, a good thing. Great. I'll love take it. it. I love it. Hello. Just a quick break from one of our sponsors, Carev. I'm a big fan of Carev. So this year, I'm determined to make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care-of. So they're a monthly subscription vitamin service, and they will really rock your world in a good way. So whether you're focused on glowing skin, boosting your energy levels, or getting more sleep, or just getting healthy overall, they've got you covered. They literally build a vitamin routine that's made just for you and your specific health goals. How do they do that? Here's how they do that. So Care Of has an online quiz that lets you know exactly what you need. No, but really, that's all it takes. So their online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals, life choices, and it takes only five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplemental recommendations. I bet you didn't know this, but 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. So find out where you're lacking with Care-of's online quiz and get back on track to reaching your personal health goals. And this is special for you. Take advantage of this month's special new offer for 50% off your first month of personalized Care-of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter T ot Again, don't forget to take advantage of this month's special new year offer for 50% off your first month of personalized care vitamins. Just go to takecareof.com and enter code TOT50. And now back to the podcast. I much prefer to know if people hate me. 100%. Than if, like if, if I think someone's my best friend and meanwhile they're stabbing me in the back. 100. It's happened so many times. Jeez. It's, it, 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 yeah, it blows my mind. How do you deal with the jealousy? Because I can only imagine how much, how much of it you must get. I mean, you are like, you've got it all. By um, all accounts, right? Yeah. Uh, 
I from know, the outside looking in. Sure. And it's so funny because from the inside looking out, like I feel like I have so many more things that I want to accomplish. So what I are those things? I don't even feel like I've done anything yet. Then that means you're a true star. Like I said earlier, it's like imposter syndrome. And like all the head CEOs of all the top con- uh, uh, companies, they all, there was an article that my manager actually sent me and it's all about imposter syndrome. And it's like, yeah, you're, expand upon this. I'm curious. So you're in this position. So for example, I have a radio show at uh, six months out of college. It's on for Cosmopolitan Magazine wow. and it's on a national platform. It's for Sirius XM Radio and Howard Stern I see like on a daily basis walking through the hallways. Yeah. That's surreal and crazy. Yeah. And everyone thinks like she's, and I'm married to this wealthy guy and everyone's like, she's got it all. And I'm like, you know, I don't get paid shit. Uh, they treat me like crap. Yeah. And I felt like a nobody. But meanwhile, everybody thought I was a somebody. And it's like, it's so funny the liberties that people take when they look at your career. Like if you're at all a public figure, people think, boom, you're a millionaire. Exactly. Like all yeah. these different things that are such misnomers. Mm. But like, Everyone from the outside looking in, it looks like it's perfect and you've reached all your goals. And from the inside out, you're like, how did I get here? When are they going to find out that I'm not talented? <laughs> when is it yeah. like, why did I get this job? The jig is going to be up. So then when like the trolls and the haters come yeah. out, that's why trolls and haters really can affect talent because 100%. we have these insecurities. And so when you're constantly like poking at that insecurity, it's yeah, a real like mind there's fuck. people behind those, behind the Instagram accounts. Yeah. I mean, like people take social media breaks all the time. Like. I think Selena Gomez just took one because she was What do you think that, about that? About her break? Yeah, about her taking a break. Do you think it's good? Do you admire it? Yeah, I, I think she, from what I know about her, she seems like a really sweet girl. And I think that, you She's know. She's good people. Yeah, she seems like a really good person. I'm sure she gets a lot of hate, as do a lot of public figures. And yeah, I feel bad. Do you get trolled? Do you feel like you get hate? I've gotten hate before, and I just block them. You just block them. Just That's block how you deal them. with it. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Um, and going back to the whole thing of like feeling like you're not successful yeah. like when you don't know your level of success in a sense, I feel like there's a lot of comparisons, especially because of social media now. You see what everyone else is doing. Oh, it's like you're speaking to my soul. So it's, I have to a lot of times, like I don't really scroll through my feed anymore and see other people's stuff because I'm like, we're all on our own journey. And, Me neither. And, mm-hmm. it's, and you have to really respect your journey. And that's why I don't ever get jealous of anyone. I'm just like, if anything, they inspire me. But um, well, see, that's a healthy way of dealing with jealousy. Actually speaking, so in my Cosmo Radio days, the editor-in-chief of Cosmos Magazine, big deal. Yeah. Kate White, I love her to the day I die. She's amazing. And she used to come on and do a segment and she would tackle like different like career issues or right or business office problems. And one day she she tackled the topic of jealousy and she said it's a human quality. It's mm-hmm. it's it, it, everybody experiences it. People will lie and say that they don't, but yeah. everybody does. But there's two types of people. There's people that take jealousy, you and me, mm-hmm. and they say, okay, what's missing in my life? Because if yeah. I'm being triggered, then that means there's a void, and I want to fill that void in a healthy way. Exactly. Then there's people when they're jealous, they want to destroy the thing that makes them jealous. Exactly. And that makes you fucked up. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually read this book. It's called The Artist's Way uh-huh. uh, by Julia Cameron. Okay. It's an amazing. I would say it's like every artist. It's like an artist bible in a sense. And I remember there's a chapter that's literally called "Jealousy is a Roadmap." Okay. And it's, it's literally what you just said. If you see, if you're jealous of something, obviously, like that should. That's more like it should be a great thing because you're like, oh shit, that's like I should be doing that or I should go after that, pursue that. Because mm-hmm. it's coming from a place of just like something that you want and it's okay to want and it's okay to 
to be inspired by other people. So Max, you're going to be at South by Southwest so people can check you out there. Also, you have this Netflix movie coming out. It's called... Walk, Ride, Rodeo. I can't say it. Walk, Ride, Rodeo. <laughs> Walk, Ride, Rodeo. <laughs> and I'm like, play a cowboy. <laughs> and it's coming out March 22nd. March 22nd. So make sure to, uh, I don't know, what do we do? Make sure to... Stream it. To stream it on March 22nd. To put it in your, your calendar. Netflix <laughs> subscription. And, I mean, everyone has Netflix. I know, right? Or yeah. at least their parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have my own. I'm an adult. Um, and then also... Uh, the series that's going to be coming out. We don't know the date that it's coming out, mm-hmm. but it's called American Princess. <laughs> I'm so excited for it! And wait, do we know what the platform is? Uh, it's going to be oh, on Lifetime, Lifetime right? Yeah, yeah. Lifetime, and then you know, oh God, are you kidding me? I will on my Roku. I'm going to get. I'm going to buy Lifetime just so I can watch this. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. And of course, follow you on social media at Max, Max Eric. Eric. Yes, but it's spelled. It's spelled really weird. It says M A X E H R I C H. Yes. Everyone, I'm so like surprised. Like Erich. You said it like I was, you got it on the first. Did someone tell you? I did my research. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, how do I say the last name properly? Erich? And Erich? I got uh, Eric, like the name. And I said, like Prince Eric as an Ariel's <laughs> boyfriend. And I got back an LOL. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Max, you are a delight and a half. Thank you. I adore you. This was great. Let's be best friends. Yes. Okay, I'm cool, down. cool. I need new friends. So. I need new friends. Yeah, they I say hate no all new my friend. friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do. <laughs> no, you have a good spirit about you. Thanks. And I feel like we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Oh, and we can talk about bullying together. Yeah. It's like my favorite topic. Sorry to go there. No, but I just, because it's something that I think you were saying before. Like it, it sticks with you. Yeah. Especially like childhood wounds can really can really stick with you. But I think overcoming them is um I I, I would love to be like a face of that. I am with you. If you need any help or assistance, I'm here. For, for for I'll be your assistant. Even so, I'll get uh, you coffee. That's really sweet. <laughs> You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Taste of Taylor, uh, my weekly podcast every single Wednesday. And don't forget, if you love what you hear here and you want a more, then go over to my website taylorstrecker.com and subscribe to my daily talk radio show. You guys, we'll be back next week with another amazing interview and interviewee. And uh, yeah, thanks, girl. Thanks, and bye, girl. Bye. Did you enjoy this taste of me? Want more? Then go to taylorstrecker.com and sign up for my daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, and listen live or on demand.